gratitude is one of those feelings you can't really feel until you feel it. Like you can't describe it. You can't get people to understand what it is until you've felt it. It it weighs you down, but it weighs you down in a way that is comforting. So I'm just going to kick off by saying, because we keep missing it. Like we get to this point and then the phone's like, no, sorry, you're not grateful enough to (laughs) work right now. So (laughs) today's topic for all the listeners out there is gratitude. Gratitude. Um, we are going to be discussing what is gratitude? How do you reach this point in your recovery? How do you show it? First of all, I just want to say, I'm sure we've all heard it said at a meeting or or in the rooms or in in treatment when people say, hello, my name is blank and I'm a grateful recovering addict. I don't particularly like that verbiage. I feel like it's just a little like, it doesn't sound good coming out of my mouth. It doesn't sound good hitting my ears. Like I prefer to say... If I'm going to say something like this, I say, I'm Alan, I'm an addict, and I'm grateful for my recovery. Because I feel like saying you're a grateful addict is like, oh, I'm just grateful that, you know, like, I didn't die this time. Which is, you know, but it's almost like one of those things like we say, like, oh, praise God for this, or, or yay, I'm grateful for this, but yet we don't know exactly what we're saying or how to show it. What do you think, Danny? I think that gratitude's feeling. And if you're not feeling it when you say it, people can definitely tell. I like what you said about um, saying that you're a grateful recovering addict being a little bit like, I don't know, it almost sounds pretentious. Just like you said, like when someone says, well, bless the Lord, but really, do they mean it? Right. It's like whenever we're kids and we're, we're conditioned to say thank you and please and like, we can be thankful, but we don't always emote or understand why we're thankful. Um. When you're a kid and your mom and dad say, say thank you, because so-and-so right. gave Bobby a little bit of candy or something, tell them thank you. Or you somebody know. gave you an ugly-ass sweater for Christmas, and they're like, what color? <laughs> tell them they said thank you. And you know you don't want to, because you know you don't like it, and you're never going to wear it. Yep. And you're like, thanks. And that only enables the poor gift giver to keep giving poor gifts. I think <clears> when <throat> you go beyond the materialistic aspects of um, gratitude though it gets a lot right. deeper and it feels a lot more spiritual ding 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 that's where I wanted to go next I was gonna say okay. what we were just talking about is very sort of like the surface of what gratitude is mm-hmm. and that is where I feel that when people say I'm I'm a grateful recovering addict I feel that's where most people are skating on that right. sort of materialistic level of what actual gratitude is and have yet to really dive into the feeling of true, honest gratitude towards moments or people or, or things in our lives that we don't have or didn't have because of our addiction and we have now. Honestly thankful for what you do have in the moment. I think gratitude is the opposite of, or yeah, it's right. the opposite of wanting more. The, the word gratitude actually comes from the Latin word gratus, which right. means pleasing and thankful. I think it's just when you think about it that way, it's pleasing to you and you're just thankful for it because it's something mm-hmm. that's just good for you. And I, I, I think when we say in recovery and in the meetings that we're grateful recovering addicts or, or recovering alcoholics or recovering from whatever addiction we're recovering from, that we are just reciting back words that we have heard mm-hmm. and not filtering it through our bodies to really understand what gratitude is. And, you know, Learning to be grateful is part of the step work. It's part of the program. It's um, a spiritual, it's a spiritual um, what's the word I'm right. looking for? 
yeah spiritual it's a spiritual awakening almost it's um it definitely happens for me when I became really grateful for for my recovery and for my life at this moment was when I connected with my higher power it's (laughs) like you know it's like the universe is hugging you and just saying like it is okay you are where you need to be right and you are doing exactly what you should be doing exactly um you know and then like and then as life progresses and as you get into your sobriety things start to happen that you would never ever expect I'm going to tell you a story about what happened to me this past week okay and things like this have never happened to me before but the other day I was at the grocery store and I came up ten dollars short for my groceries and instantly I start getting anxious like I start getting that little sweat like on the forehead I've been there many times and I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I told the cashier, I was like, I'm sorry, but I have to put some stuff back. And so, like, I was handing her back groceries, and then there started to get a line, and, and the, the cashier saw me getting a little, like, upset about it. She said, hold on one second, re-rang my groceries, ran to the back, came up, and paid for the rest of my groceries. Aww. Like, that, to me, I, I didn't even know how to express how thankful I was to her. Mm-hmm. And how much I appreciate it and how grateful I was for her kindness because that's intoxicating. That yeah. feeling that she just gave me, I wanted to share it with other people. And that's part of being, being grateful is being able to share with other people the gift that you've been given. Yes. And the gift she gave you was just generosity. And, right. you know, she was being a good human. <laughs> right. Good humans of the world. Unite. I love it. <laughs> It gives so, you humanity when you see that happening. It really it does. does. It and does. It, and I called my mom and told her about it. And she's like, no way. I was like, yeah, mom, way. And she's like, that is like, that made her day. Just telling her that story made her day. Yep. So I found this thing online by Robert Emmons. He's a professor of psychology at the University of California. Okay. And he did a study on, on gratitude and what it does to the person physically, psychologically, and socially. Awesome. And so I kind of want to talk about it because I, I feel like it's, it needs to be known, especially to those in recovery, to know that being grateful is not just saying that you're grateful. It takes work yep. and you have to really dive into it and you have to really understand yourself and your connection to your higher power mm-hmm. and how to show gratitude rather than just say that you're grateful. Mm. But when you, when you get there, um, these are the sort of things that you will notice your body physically psychologically and socially happening to you I'm so So, proud of you You did the psychological part of it I'm excited I did did. (laughs) physically you will find that you have a stronger immune system yes you reduce sensing um, of aches and pains lower blood pressure increased interest in exercise and taking care of your health and better more restful sleep that last one (laughs) <laughs> that is a huge, oh my gosh, I don't yeah. even take sleep meds anymore. And I can sleep soundly throughout the night, and not have a single worry or problem. Same. And have some really wild and fun dreams. It's beautiful. Yep. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's um, even after having PTSD. That I, right. I, yeah. Gratitude but goes because, a long way. Yes, it does. Because when you, sh- when you feel it and when you show it and when you share it, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I honestly have not had a bad day since leaving treatment I've had bad moments mm-hmm. but I have not had bad days but why Alan because I'm grateful okay in every because situation I, 
Yes, because I've I've changed my thought process, and we're going to get to that too. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, that you rewired your brain. I did, <laughs> I did, because I also in treatment I started doing this. I started to put myself in the other person's shoes. So when you start practicing that in any interaction with you with somebody, whether it's a cashier or somebody you, you see at the grocery store or whatever, people have bad days. Yeah, people have things going on in their own lives as well. So you have to put yourself in that spot and think to yourself, this person is not mad at me. This person is just upset with what has happened or the situation that is occurring right now. Like it's never really directed at someone, you know, like if I, if I like say, oh gosh, why can't you just watch where you're going? And I run, you know, somebody runs into me with their cart. It's not me mad at them. It's that me probably mad because coming into the parking lot, somebody had cut me off in the parking lot. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. You never, you never understand the, the chain reaction of what happened previous to yeah. your interaction with someone. You can't read minds. All right. you can do is change how you react to whatever is happening. And, you know, I have also done another thing here because people here, they don't, where I am, I'm living currently, they don't like to hear the word, I'm sorry. So when I would bump into somebody or if I would need to go in front of somebody to get something off of a shelf, I'd say, I'm sorry, excuse me. They say, oh, no, don't worry about it. Yep. <laughs> so I stopped saying I'm sorry because I'm not sorry. I'm just asking to politely get in front and ask, you know, pull something off the shelf. Mm-hmm. And that's, that has changed things too, because when I would say I was sorry, it's because I felt like I was inconveniencing people by my existence. Yep. And now when I say, excuse me, can I get there to grab that? And they say, sure, go ahead. We both recognize that we are both humans that exist in this world. Which is the way it should be. Right. And I'm grateful for that. I am too. You have to remember though, too, that sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry is also a conditioned response that happens in abuse. Right. That's why I used to say it all the time. Yeah. So when you hear someone saying it, even if you don't want to hear it all the time, there's a reason behind that too. Mm -hmm. But if I hear somebody say it, if I hear somebody say it to me, I say, don't be sorry. You're fine. Right. I do. And then I smile and have a good day. Yep. And it's so lovely when you do get to the point where you're just like, I don't have to say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We're doing normal, everyday human things. Right. Right. Um, so I have, I have a little something to say about gratitude okay. as well. Your um, turn. It goes along with like my policy on positivity as well. Okay. You know, I try to put the positive out in the world because I feel like what you put out there, you get back. A thousand you know, And I have had, you know, people for whatever reason, whether they were bitter or just wanted to stay sad or whatever, literally get upset with me. Like, how can you be so positive all the time and thinking that it was fake? Being around people like that is really hard for someone who's trying to be positive, obviously. But um, I actually had someone tell me when I was super, super depressed at one point, I had a counselor tell me sometimes you do have to fake it till you make it. And that's not like a really bad, awful thing to say. It doesn't mean you're being ingenuine or unauthentic. It just means that when you practice doing something daily, even if you don't feel it at first, it's something that becomes automatic then. Right. And that is actually how you rewire your brain to think more positive thoughts and to be grateful. Well, and it's like, um, remember how I, I sent you that thing about the the podcast where the guy said our brains are designed to do the action yes and so when we 
cope or, or we try to soothe our, our minds and stuff, that's us trying to retrain the brain mm-hmm. to not want to do the, the negative action, but to focus on the positive actions. Right. It's almost like you're stuck in like really deep mud in early recovery when it comes to like having those positive reactions and building your gratitude. And mm-hmm. you're just kind of like trudging through it and almost pulling your feet right out of your boots. But as I you remember those days. It, yeah, as you keep doing it, it's like this wonderful thing happens and all of a sudden your brain's just like, I really am grateful for this. And I don't mm-hmm. really have anything more than what I have. And you're not pretending anymore. Like you're not just working at it. It just happens. Right. And then when you say thank you, it's like overwhelming. I agree. I feel, I feel that you're like right on the money with it. Like once, once you're grateful for where you are in life, to hear other people, I'm sorry, not that's not what I say, but to say the words like "I'm grateful for so and so" or mm-hmm. "Thank you for everything," it's like a warm feeling in your chest and your heart. It's like the Grinch; his heart grew three sizes. Right, exactly. It is. <laughs> it is. But so, like the other day, and I'm, I'm not, this is another little little antidote. But like the other day, I I felt like my parents maybe didn't know how much I really. I am grateful for all, everything they've done for me because because you can't always put your gratitude into words. You're right. And so I sent them a text message that said, I will never be able to put into words how grateful I am for the two of you. So I'm going to let this speak for me. And it was my 60-day key tag from NA. Because I feel that, that a lot of, of us in, in treatment and, and coming out of our substance use disorder, we have we have quote unquote said that we were grateful for people, mm-hmm. but never really showed it in our right. actions. Right. So we're at a point in our lives where we need to show and not tell. Yes. You have to express the, through actions and your words. Right. So we are, you know, by sending them the key tag and saying like, look, everything you've done for me this month has helped me get to this point. And for all of us, it's much better than what would be the alternative and so that's that's like the feeling like I was crying when I sent it to them because I was so happy that's such an amazing feeling it really is I love it yeah, like, okay one of my favorite movies Steel Magnolias plays uh, love it I can't remember which character said it but they were like laughter through tears is my favorite emotion <laughs> oh it's um it is I think Truby says it yeah it I is, love it. you know because it really is. It's it's a cathartic feeling that you just can't explain. Right. It's just it's genuine. Like, it, it's almost kind of like whenever you're, you're sad and you want to be sad or whatever, and you just need to go cry. Mm-hmm. And you watch a sad movie because you know it's going to make you cry. Right. It's, it's that feeling, but happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. I have a story I tell my clients sometimes about how gratitude saved my life. Okay. May I share? Of course. It's very personal. So um, it's going out to all our listeners. Uh, So I, a couple years ago, a few years ago now almost, um, found myself in a homeless shelter with my daughter. It was probably one of the lowest points of my life. I had left in the middle of the night, uh, left my husband and left my marriage and 
was very concerned for my own well-being and safety, which is why I did it, but also mourning the loss of the things that I thought that I had with him. Um, I was in a very dark place and I was not sleeping. I'd probably gone three days without sleep. I was, I was sober at the time, wanted to use so bad. Can't even tell you. I did have medications that were helping me sleep because of all of my anxiety and PTSD that was happening from my marriage and the things that were happening with my husband. And I was just done. And I um, got all the pills that I had and I put them all in my hand. And it was like three bottles worth. My daughter was sleeping in the same room that I was sitting there with the pills um, in my hand. And I was crying but I really wanted to do it. Like I wanted to end my life. And I, there was no sense of gratitude in my life at that point. I was forgetting everything that I had to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Still, I wanted back what I lost, you know, and um, my daughter who I've never heard talk or do anything in her sleep before. So it was weird. She laughed in her sleep and it was just the cutest, sweetest giggle. <laughs> it's my youngest daughter, you know, her. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I heard her, it was like everything flashed back about my kids and how much I loved them and, and all the things I did have to be grateful for and to live for and look forward to, like, you know, I had one that was newly married and him and his wife wanted to have kids someday. And by gosh, now I am a grandmother because I'm still here. I, I threw the pills in the toilet. I ran um, into the area where we could have cigarettes looking for a cigarette to smoke because I was smoking at the time. Still, there was a woman in there um, that had just gotten out of being incarcerated and she spoke to me and talked to me and told me, you know, there's help out there. I need to get the help. And I have, she, you know, she was telling me all these beautiful things about myself that I just could, I couldn't find truth in, you know, mm -hmm. but someone was there like right there at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. And, I was just like overwhelmed all of a sudden with all this gratitude. Like, look at this person talking to me. She didn't have to talk to me about that. You know, these people didn't have to let me stay in here. I have my kids. I have all this stuff. And just gratitude was like overflowing in me at the darkest point in my life. And I went and I got help. You know, I had to go to a mental health ward. They had to like, you know, check me out, take care of me. Um, but that moment of gratitude saved my life. And it happened because I heard my daughter, I heard her laughter, you know, and her laughter was a simple, simple thing, but that gratitude helped me to live. It helped me to move on, you know? Mm -hmm. So it does save your life. Oh, there's, I, I fully believe it does. I feel like it, it definitely is a strong, I feel like it is a stronger feeling or emotion than love or or any of those sort of altruistic universal words that people use that nobody can ever really fully describe. I think grateful, being grateful is one of those things that just, it's stronger than a lot of those other emotions. That's what people don't realize. It absolutely is. The feeling that you have when you have gratitude needs to be explained in a different word. <laughs> you know, maybe right. I need to look it up. Like sometimes you hear there are words in like other languages that describe an exact emotion. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if there is something that like describes that. Right. And and I don't, I don't know if, you, if there could be another word that would describe it besides just maybe just peace. Yeah. 
like a feeling of peace, of calm, of, of grateful for those people that you have met along the way. Grateful for your past because it brought you to the present. Yes, absolutely. And, and being grateful for the fact that you finally have a future. You know, <clears throat> the, past is, the past is the past, but you have to be grateful that you, you made your way to recovery, you know? Yeah. And, and, you, and to do that, also, you can't be talking, you can't be romanticizing your past. You can't be saying like, well, well when I get out, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, you know, that's not being grateful in recovery. That's planning your future relapse. You know, so many people get back out and they, they just want to start running again and they have yeah. no intentions, but they'll be grateful while they're in the treatment center and then they get back out in the world and they, they forget how grateful they were. But that gratefulness but, also is fueled by purpose. Right. So I it is an action word. Of, mm-hmm, yes. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. There is a monk who's also like an inspirational speaker. His name is David Steindl-Rast. He does these most inspirational talks on gratefulness. And he talks about the connection between happiness and gratefulness. And a lot of people say, well, that's a really easy thing. When you're happy, you're grateful. But he says, you should think again about that. Is it really happy people that are grateful? Because we all know a lot of people who have everything it would take to be happy, but they're not happy. And they want something else and they want more of the same. And then there are people who have a lot of bad and terrible things that happen in their life. Right. Mm-hmm. And other people would look at and say, I wouldn't want to have their life, but they are deeply and sincerely happy. They radiate happiness. And he said, so the reason they're happy is because they're grateful. Right. It's not happiness that makes us grateful. It's gratefulness that makes us happy. And, and he's right. I mean, it's gratefulness too, that makes us loving people it makes us happy people it makes us giving people it makes us it's what makes us good humans and the thing he says too about the feeling gratefulness spontaneously rises in my heart and happiness Mm -hmm. spontaneously rises in my heart and that's how gratefulness happens that's beautiful back to robert emmons from (laughs) the university of california so the psychological effects of gratitude um increased levels of positive emotions um you're more alert alive and awake, your increased sense of joy and pleasure, and increased feelings of optimism and happiness. So that's going back to what you said about the monk, with that gratitude comes happiness, not happiness comes gratitude. And then socially, you'll see um, a desire to be helpful, generous, and you're more compassionate. You're easily able to forgive people. You're interested in being outgoing. So you want to go meet people, and you want to get to, to understand who they are and what their lives are. Um, that, and re- that sometimes comes, I'm sorry, that sometimes comes later in the gratitude process. So if right. you're an introvert, it can be harder, <laughs> but that right. doesn't and mean there's, there's anything wrong, wrong with gratitude. <laughs> no, no. And it, and it could also be being outgoing as in, you know, going online and going to a zoom meeting as opposed to not going to a meeting at all right. or going to a physical meeting as opposed to a zoom meeting. It doesn't mean that, like, you know, that you're going to go out into the world and say, hello, world, here I am, <laughs> my friend. It just means that you're going to maybe, you know, maybe at work you're going to talk to a coworker who you haven't talked to before. Uh, you know, going out and kind of doing that, those little micro sort of um, extrovert things, I guess. And then reduce feelings of loneliness and isolation. I have to say for myself, the feeling of gratitude has really helped me in, with my feelings of loneliness and, and isolation, um, especially after leaving treatment and moving into where I live now. I definitely don't feel that that as much anymore. 
for those who don't know, I am, I'm a hairstylist by trade. And so I back in the salon and the salon environment can be hard being grateful and, and showing that gratitude. So I've been doing a pretty good job so far of being like upbeat and positive and, and you know, smiling, getting to my clients. But there's so much negativity in a salon mm-hmm. environment. And it's not from the stylist. It's from the clients. Yeah. You know, they bring in this these heavy weights and it imprints onto your, your soul as a stylist. Mm-hmm. So, but now that I have a better understanding of my gratitude, I'm, I'm honestly able to say that every client I have experienced since going back to work has left in a better mood than when they started. Because I like to focus on the positive things. Like we don't talk about the, the negative things happening in the world. We don't talk about the bad things happening in their lives. We talk about the good things. <laughs> That's like, a beautiful I wanna, thing. Like, I just want to get to know this person who I'm about to spend 30 minutes with or more. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I have noticed, and, and my clients even that I have experienced have told the, um, the cashiers up the front when they go to check out that they have uh, absolutely enjoyed your experience with me. So it just Wonderful. makes me feel good. You know, mm-hmm. it's my way of how, it's my way of sharing, you know, it's that where it says you want to be helpful, generous, or compassionate. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. I want to be helpful. I want to be generous. I want to be compassionate for these people because me too. I just want them to have like a really good 30 minutes. And if right. that's all they get that day, then I'm glad I was able to help them with it. As a and counselor, so, it's not always, it's not always easy to steer from the negative. Like we have to talk right. through, through the negative. Mm-hmm. But a counselor, with my having built my gratitude and working on myself with that, it, I have, it's actually helped me in my career and my profession and, and with my counseling, with my, my clients, because I'm able to listen without, you know, being triggered by that. I'm able right. to um, help them talk through it and then talk up again into a more positive space. So it can help in any profession. But especially like, you know, if you're in a helping profession like you are or I am, you know, a lot of people say my stylist is like my counselor, you know, so oh, I, yeah. totally I hear what you're saying and the negativity that can come. I never, t- I never really talk to anybody that does my hair. <laughs> I, just right. let them, I just let them do it. <laughs> well, and see, and here's the thing, though, too, is that there, there are some stylists that just will talk about themselves the whole time. You know, nobody wants to hear my story. I will share if, if a client asks me, well, where are you from? Or, or have you always lived here? And I'll say no. And then, and then they want to know my reasoning for moving to where I did. And I don't, I don't want to lie to them because mm-hmm. I feel being honest about who I am only helps me own who I am. Yeah. And, and I'm proud of my recovery. And so I say I'm here for recovery. Yeah. You know, I've heard this is a wonderful city for it. And so far it's been great. And I really love it. And most of the time, I have yet to get anything negative back from it, but they'll say, oh my gosh, I think that is so great. My so-and-so um, has gone through recovery and da-da-da, or I never knew that this was a city known for recovery, like things like that. So it's, it sparks up really great conversations with people so that I can give them a chance to understand in the small time that we have together, but to understand addiction and to understand That's awesome. the purpose of like of coming here and doing this. Um, because, you know, not a lot of people understand. Yes, yes. I'm advocating for recovery. In our first podcast, we talked about stigma. It's just I'm trying to destigmatize it. And, and with the people at work, my new coworkers, they have all been really supportive of it and like really excited to see 
me um, and, and the progress that I'm going to be making while I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, it's, I love my job. When That's was the awesome. third time? When have you ever heard me say, I love my job? Well, I mean, back in the day, I've heard it. I mean, like, but <laughs> really, though, when did I have I meant that I love my job? Well, I'm um, glad to hear that you mean it and you love it. That's awesome. I do. I love it. I'm so happy. Like, I just leave there. I'm happy. I, you know, I go there. I'm happy. It's just, it's a, I'm happy. <laughs> it makes um, a big difference. Right. So earlier, Annie, we had talked about um, changing thoughts, changing your thought patterns, your speech patterns, mm-hmm. um, and, and kind of tricking your brain into, into this grateful mode, so yes. to speak. Um, I was going through and I was thinking about this and I think what is, is this is good advice for anybody is that there are two different types of people in the world. There are people who are that grateful recovering addict or those people who are grateful for their recovery Mm -hmm. and it all comes down to their speech patterns. For example, like somebody who is the recovering or grateful recovering addict would say, um, why is this happening to me? Yeah. Or I can't do that. I don't want to go to a meeting. I don't want to do that. Why does everyone let me down? Why do I have to do that? Right. Why do I have to do it? Whereas opposed to that, like on the flip side of that, somebody who's grateful for their recovery, grateful for their life, um, their life. I'm thankful they I would have say, a sponsor. I'm thankful I have a home group. I'm thankful right. I have all this support. Yeah. Right. Or instead, instead they'd be like, what is this trying to teach me? I want to do that. Or I want to go to a meeting or I get to do that. Mm-hmm. Instead of I can't, I get to. Instead of saying like, why is everybody letting me down? Ask yourself, why am I letting everybody down? Or what have Who, I done to make them feel that thing? Yeah. Right. What have I done to contribute to the situation? Because here's news to you people. I don't know if uh, the humans out there in this world know this. It takes two to tango. It sure does, Alan. It does. You know, so it can't always be the other person's fault. There is blame to be had on both sides of every situation. And so I think that is something, too, that addicts, especially uh, people coming out of their their treatments and their rehabs or wherever they are in their substance use disorder, have to realize is that there is blame on both sides. That's the hardest. that's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Because, you know, even... Even for those ones who, like, for your instance, Annie, your story, when you were talking about it, like, before you left, I'm sure there were signs that you ignored or didn't see or wish you would have. Yeah. I and mean, you before, can't, before I even right? got married. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, like, you, it's, it's one of those things that's, like, you know, you can't change it. Like I said earlier about the past. Be grateful for the past because it brought you to your present. Yeah, and I am. I'm grateful for it. I mean, I learned so much from that relationship. Mm -hmm. I really did. And I also learned that it's a weird thing to say because, like, not everybody always believes this. But when someone's using a substance and they act a certain way when they use the substance, Mm -hmm. it's only just an exacerbation of their true person. Oh, 100%. It's really hard for people to accept that because they say, well, when I'm not doing this or that, then I would never be like, but subconsciously you are. And it was really hard for me to accept that because this was just a wonderful, wonderful person that I loved Mm -hmm. and that loved me. And 
how could he really want to do those things to me, you know? Well, and that's, you know, especially in, in the world that I came from, the party world, it opens up to a very dark place where you think to yourself, I would never, ever do that. Cut to, you know, you did it. a year later and you're there doing mm-hmm. it. And it's like, how did I get here? You know, there's a really funny comedian. Her name's Jessa Reed. And she's on YouTube. And she does a set about when she, how she became addicted to meth. And um, she talks about this. At one point, she says, you, as a normal person, might watch a YouTube video of somebody vacuuming their yard and think to yourself, well, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> that's because you're only using 6% of your brain. If you're running yeah. at 98% meth capacity, you think to yourself, that's genius. My yard is so dirty. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like that. And then she talks about, like, you know, I, when I first started, I was just snorting it. I knew that I would become, you know, as long as I didn't smoke it, I would be fine. So cut to when I start smoking it and then cut to whenever I start shooting it. So it's like we can never say in our in our in our addictions in the midst of our 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 running or whatever that we will never do something because it always goes to a dark place. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I got on that tangent. I forgot. Where because I was, I was talking about it. Yeah, I was just talking over you. That's okay. <laughs> no, I'm being a dick. Um, no, you're not. No, because we were talking about like how how you never think of yourself getting into those situations, right? No. Prior to the use, and then all of a sudden there you are. Yep. And it's it's scary and it sucks, and then you just hope that something pulls you back from the edge. And a lot of times it's just being grateful, like you said, grateful for that that moment at four o'clock in the morning with that woman. Um, my daughter laughing in her and your sleep. daughter laughing you know <laughs> had that not happened I would probably be having a very different conversation right now yeah I'd be and, with somebody else or I'd be with your ghost <laughs> you know I'll come back and haunt you <laughs> I'd bring you back to the dead I'd be like bitch wake up boogity 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 <laughs> like knock knock who's there <laughs> I'm so joking. oh man we're sick people we're sick individuals <laughs> so but we're all good people pointers to build your gratitude yes assignments i give to clients mm-hmm. keep a gratitude journal every day in the morning at least and at night but i also said anytime something negative comes up during the day carry your journal with you and instead of focusing on the negative or that person being a total jerk or dickhead write down something you're grateful for Write down something positive about the situation and it will turn your thoughts around. And I don't even care. Like I even say, I don't even care if you say I'm grateful. I'm not an asshole (laughs) because at least that's gratitude. (laughs) So every day, instead of just, you know, just the writing gratitude journal, you make a list of like five very unique things you're thankful for. Okay. Um, like like you said earlier, you call someone who's been there for you and you give them your sincere thankfulness, do at least one nice thing for someone every day. Ding. That is a challenge that is hard for a lot of people. Uh But if you do it, it will grow your gratitude. You can cook for yourself and cook a nutritious meal. It will grow your gratitude. And you know why? Because you're feeding your brain. Good things. Yes. Yes. Give your body some good, good nutrition. When you do something kind for yourself or for someone else, reward the effort or reward okay. someone else's efforts of being kind to you. I, I like that one. And you know why? 
because so often we do things that go unnoticed, but yet we should still give ourselves a little pat on the back. Be like, you know what? I did do this today. Mm-hmm. And I was kind in this situation. And I did act this way in the situation. I acted the right way. Yeah. And so it's okay to reward yourself. I like that one, Annie. That's a good one. <laughs> awesome. Smile. That's very simple. Smile more often, especially when you're alone. Because- I have caught myself with a bitch face before. Like, I'll be like, uh-huh. Okay. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. We're going to switch this around. Like being, you're right. Being cognitive of what your face is doing makes a whole difference. Yep. Because when you're walking, you actually lower your dopamine and serotonin levels. Really? Yes. Well, that is interesting science. But I was going to say too, in addition to smiling, like keep your head up. Yes. Forward. Yep. No more looking down the ground. We've done that long enough. Focus on your strengths, not your weaknesses. And focus on other strengths. Everybody has one. Another really, really important thing is just to share your gratitude with other people. And it doesn't mean you have to be a weird, freaky kind of person and just go up and say, I'm thankful <laughs> there's, you know, whatever. Right. It's just, if you're standing next to someone and you see how beautiful the sky is, you can just say, wow, the sky is just so beautiful today. Right. Yes, you don't have to be like, hi, I'm a giant weirdo, and I would like to tell you how beautiful the sky is today. <laughs> but right. it does remind me, there's this one person I met in treatment. God love her. She's a, she was such a sweetheart, but she was just like, with like doe eyes and smiling, come up to you and say, hi, my name is so-and-so. And you would say hi, introduce yourself. And uh-huh. then she'd look at you and she goes, you have really nice teeth. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> well. You know, I started to have like weird like dreams of her like standing over top of me with pliers trying to get my canines out but like, <laughs> but, like she was just like she was she always had a compliment but it always seemed a little strange but yet it made everybody's day because it was a little bit strange and it made us all smile and happy you know so mm-hmm. if you're a little weird be a little weird yeah enjoy being weird you know just again don't be a dick we always say that at the end I, of everything I know it just really don't be is an like, asshole be a good I'm human make a shirt that's going to be the next shirt. Look on uh, Diary of a Former Pod or Diary of a Former Podcast, diaryofaformeraddict.com on the website for the new t shirt. Don't be an asshole. Um, uh, Can we do one that says be a good human? <laughs> yeah, be a good human and don't be an asshole. Yeah, I mean, there are resources out there too. If you go on yes. Amazon and you just put in a gratitude journal, there's stuff that pops up for gratitude journals. If you um, want to look into doing something that you're grateful for every day, there's like gratitude calendars. There are um, gratitude and happiness calendars online. Just Google it. And you know what else I'm going to say too? Daily meditation books. Yes. Um, They have some specifically for for addiction, no matter what you're going through or what kind of step program you're in. There are books out there for you. Um, there's books out there for everybody, for Christian women, for Christian men, for, you know, get yourself a daily meditation. I do the keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from Hazelden Meditations, um, Hazelden uh, Publishing that does like AA and NA books. And the one that I do too, you have it right there. I was going to say I have, I, I do the Language of Letting Go by Melody Beatty. What you do is what matters, not what you think or say or plan. Jason Fried. What we do can be much more important than what we say. We tend to talk about things we want to do. We need to also be people who do the things we talk about. We are not spiritual people unless our actions are spiritual. Many of us used to be all or nothing people. That made us afraid to tackle the big projects. But now we know we can get things done if we take one step at a time, 
we're not all or nothing people anymore. We're people who are changing and growing a little every day. And each day our deeds match our words a little better. The prayer for the day is, uh, higher power, let me live fully today. Help me to not just talk about what I want to do. Give me the gift of patience so I can be pleased with my progress. And the action is, today I'll list the things I'd like to do. What is one thing I can do today to make each of them happen? I'll take one step today to match my life to my dreams. I like it. And that really is where you begin to feel gratitude, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to put it out there too. Um, Hazelden has a website. It's, it's actually oh, Hazel, yep. Hazelden Betty Ford Foundation. So it's hazeldenbettyford.org. And um, the daily readings are all on there from quite a few different meditation books. So the one that I was talking about, yes, it is food for thought, touchstones, the language of letting go today's gift, um, each day, a new beginning, which is just for women. Those are all things that they have on there. So, and I love those types of resources too. Yep. Because like, I'll be in a, like a, a meeting and, and I might have forgotten my book or, or whatever. And I can just pull up the just for today real quick. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Amazon has a lot of those books in audio on audible. So yep. if you want to get like an audible version of it, they're, they're available. There's a website out there called thrift books for people who can't necessarily afford the books at full price. And um, a lot of these meditation books are on there. Also the AA and NA texts are on there as well for a, a much lower price. Awesome. For anybody out there, listen to this podcast, listen to other podcasts that are out there just because there's some really good advice. Yeah. And I know we're on our third episode and, you know, we're talking about gratitude, but I'm grateful for those podcasts. Those have gotten me through some tough moments me in too. my recovery, you know, and I personally love the podcast called I Love Being Sober. The The host of that show is fantastic. He has really interesting guests. I love what they all have to say. I mean, he, his podcast ranges from guests that are, are talking about like holistic healing to the importance of food and proper diet to... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, music therapy and why it's important to to so us in important. recovery. Yes. So important. You know what was really cool about that, Annie? Did you listen to it? I did for a little bit, and then I got a phone um, call. So, <laughs> did you get to the part whenever he's talking about like how pe- pe- we're born into perfect rhythm? No. Yes, because of That's our heartbeat. So beautiful. The human heartbeat is we are all in rhythm. Everything in the world works in rhythm. It's like everybody is born with perfect rhythm. Yep. Because we are rhythm. Sounds good. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to Diary of a Former Podcast. I'm your host, Alan. And I'm Annie. And we hope you have a fantastic evening or afternoon or morning, depending on time of day that you were listening, not watching, listening to this podcast. (laughs) And spend a little time being grateful today. Yes. We are grateful for all of you. So thank you and good night. Bye-bye.